Today's podcast episode is with a return guest. Christy Miller is coming back and she has a huge update. And I think this episode is one of my most inspirational. So I thought it was going to be more health focused, but instead we we went somewhere else. Although it does have a lot of uh, good tidbits about uh, what is going on with her, and I'm not going to reveal too much, but Christy first came on the podcast June 2020, so a long time ago, episode 39, in fact, so one of my first guests, and I met Christy at an event, and uh, from the minute I met her, I loved her. She just has that high vibe type of personality that you're immediately attracted to. So I wanted her to come on the podcast and share her wisdom uh, about her life, because one of the things about Christy and the title of her, the first episode was Finding True Purpose at Midlife After Many Career Changes. (laughs) Christy was a lawyer, an interior designer, and a worked for the LA County Sheriff. She was a LA County Sheriff. So like, how many different types of careers can one possibly think of when you those three are very different? Uh, and so I thought she had a great story and I want to share it on the podcast. But two years later, almost exactly two years later, June of 2022, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and her mother died of breast cancer. In fact, she got her diagnosis, I believe, in the same day that her mother got her diagnosis, like thir- 33 years earlier. But uh, the thing about Christy is, number one, she's super positive, and it, that's hard to find. And it's it actually is something she had to learn, and she talks about that in, in this episode. And the other thing is that uh, she is such an inspiration uh, in what she's chosen, how she's chosen to approach this um really life-threatening and really scary diagnosis. And I saw her start posting. She's been very, very open about her journey and her experience. And she feels that this is a gift that she's been given because of her platform that she has. Uh, And she uh, is coaches, coaches. And she used to really coach health coaches, but she's expanded into all different kinds of coaches. But because she has a vast following and because she has many clients and is very uh, out there in the social media space, uh, she can influence a lot of people and she can use her experience and the positive uh, kind of uh, approach that she's taking uh, that she can she can really impact lives in such a deeper way, although none of us would have a choice of we want to make an impact. Okay, I'll, I'll take cancer. Give me that card. I'll take that. Uh, You know, that that's a tough one, right? But she, she, her whole approach is so positive and so inspiring. And I wanted to have her back on and talk about it. She and I have been talking uh, through the last few months through messaging because when I saw it happen, I, you know, I reached out to her, uh, but I wanted to have her back. I want, would love for you to listen to the first episode because it's a, her whole backstory about her life and uh, how she ended up having all those different careers and really how she found true purpose, which I think we all seek. And if we're lucky enough to find, then yeah, that's that she's living her best life. Although, you know, sometimes we have these ruts. Uh, sometimes we have these valleys. We have these challenges we have to face and it's how we deal with them. And it's what we learn through that process. Um, as my coach says, we don't learn from our successes. You know, we learn from our failures. And that's what makes us strong. And that's what I think builds character. So Christy is here. We have a great conversation. And I hope you get as much out of hearing her as I did in interviewing her. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. 
I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. I am here today with a returning guest. I have Christy Miller, who I'm very excited to bring on because she has been a big influence in my life over the past several months uh, because I've really upped my uh taking care of myself game because of uh, her openness of sharing what she's been going through since last June, really. Uh, And so I'm going to let her talk in a second, but I want to take this um, because she and I were talking about, you know, what's most beneficial to to talk about today. So it can help you as you're listening to this. And um, so number one, Christy, has a really positive outlook on life. Her mindset is very, uh, she's like in the 1% in terms of looking at the glass half full, uh, being grateful uh, and abundant on all that. And so she was telling me that her life was not like this before. So if you're somebody who struggles with this, then you should listen because she will probably help, you know, inspire you as to some of the things that you can do because it is something that a a skill you can build. Uh, And secondly, what uh, the challenges that she's had in discovering that she had breast cancer uh, and the fact that she just took responsibility and she was like her number one advocate. She basically became a science science, uh, like investigator. Uh, and so she learned so much and because she was so open about sharing it, she really inspired me. I ended up getting a juicer. I did a podcast episode about it. I drink this amazing concoction, uh, almost every day. And over Christmas, I kind of get off the, 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 you know, track a little bit, but back on, in fact, I cut my thumb really bad yesterday. I, my, 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 yeah, I was like, don't cut your thumb, you know? And so it, it was not a carrot. It was a thumb. Uh, so anyways, welcome back. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back here to tell a different part of my story, something that we had no idea was coming down the path when we did a podcast a couple of years ago. Yeah. And I just got to say, the reason why you cut your thumb was because you were saying, don't cut my thumb. I know. Our I did, I did a video not- on Instagram. I was like, I manifested cutting my thumb. <laughs> Our brain does not know the difference between don't and do. Um, I learned that the hard way in many, many, many golf tournaments. You're up at the tee. There's a lake. You're telling yourself, don't hit the ball in the lake. And what do you do? You hit the ball in the lake. So then I started trying, hey, don't hit the ball in the fairway. Oh, that's well, awesome. That didn't work either, but it's it's all about the visualization and what we're telling ourselves yes. to do and not do. That's a great golf tip because it lands in the water for me a lot. And it's so yeah. true. So you're so focused on that water and you're like, of course it's going to land there. Yeah. So instead visualize a great shot that you've had on that hole before. And that's what you want to put in your head. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I've said before, that's what a lot of those athletes, they win the Super Bowl, they win the golf championship, they win the NCAA tournaments because they've like very visualized it. And I recently learned it was interesting um, that it's it's more of a memory. I think I heard this on the podcast, uh, Mind Your Business, but um, it, you want to build the memory mm-hmm. uh, more than like sometimes we make the mistake of like observing it. So it's like it's, it's not necessarily us. It's happening to you know, even though it, in our vision, it, it's us, but we're more of a third party, which is, which kind of detaches us from that. Whereas like make it a memory, like be in it, like be the person and experience the feeling of it. And yeah, that, that really helps. So yeah. yeah. So why don't you walk 
the listeners through. And what I want to I want to preface this because I know you'll do it, too, is that, you know, Christy's journey is her journey and everybody has their own journey when it comes to a health crisis. And so the thing that I love about Christy is she's been very open about horrors and what she's doing as an example, but it's ultimately your choice as to like what you decide to do. She recommended and learned a lot from a, a guy by the name of Chris Work, Work, and he has a program and a, and a Facebook group. And I actually signed up for the program. I'm not sick, but I just felt like her she started a, a blog and she did a like a three part thing about like when she found out she had cancer and it was so, you know, it it was like a download from the universe. It was like this. This is a message for you, Lori, because if you don't do something, something's going to happen like this. And so I felt like it was that message I needed. And so I decided to start changing things before I have to be in an office getting some bad news. And so I've been in this Facebook group and it's just so interesting and been really powerful for me and inspiring to see everybody taking control of their life and making their own decisions and being supported in that in whatever way that is. So I just want to preface that Christy's way isn't everybody's way, but it's just such, I think the information, and that's why I wanted to bring you on is the information that you have to share. People need to hear. It's so valuable. Thank you for that. And you're absolutely right. One size does not fit all. However, the mindset tips and tricks and strategies that I will talk about today, they do fit all. So I'm not saying that you should have your health journey be the same as mine. You got to really tap into your state of knowing, your intuition, your prayers, your beliefs, your journaling, whatever it is that you do to come up with your own path. And that's exactly what I did because shortly after I was diagnosed, I was changing my coaching schedule so that there'd be a week out of the month where I could just go in a cave because I was, I was on the chemo train. Like I had bought the ticket for chemo as being a good little patient. I was going to do it their way. And Um, So we went through this whole process of rearranging my schedule so that I could just feel like crap for one week out of the month and be in bed or on the couch. And then I kept hearing this very loud voice in my dreams and it was F no. And I was like, I'm not supposed to do chemo. Like the first time it was in a dream, I didn't really catch it. Second time, third time I woke up in the middle of the night and it was so clear that that was what the message was. And so I listened to it. And what was interesting is just by listening to that message and being curious, I, the one thing that I hope everyone can take away from this podcast is when you adopt childlike curiosity, that sense of wonder, that sense of learning, that sense of an open mind, your entire life will change. And so after I kept hearing this F no, (laughs) voices in my head like to curse because I golf. When I heard that, I started seeing all these other doors and my copywriter, which I had, there are no coincidences, but I had hired her um, just a couple months before she had cured herself of cervical cancer without chemo, without radiation in five months. And she did it naturally. And so then I was curious. I'm like, tell me your story. And I started listening to podcasts. And I remember listening to a podcast by Hal Elrod. He's the author of The Morning Miracle. And he had a podcast on how he beat this really deadly cancer. It was episode number 211. My birthday is 211. Oh, wow. And what, what, what's, his, what's his podcast called? It's yeah, probably The Morning Miracle. I don't know. Okay. If, you, if you search for Hal Elrod, it will come up. Okay. I'll link it in the show notes. I'll look for yeah. it. But yeah, just searching his name too, you'll yeah, probably find great. it. But yeah. And yeah. so that, that was my first sign that I'm supposed to be listening to this. And then that's how I found Chris Wark. And I dove into, I remember being downstairs on the couch, binge watching every YouTube video that he had on my big TV. And then I found out he had a program. And so I just 
instantly jumped into the program and into his Facebook group. And he's kind of been my, my guiding star in all of this. I mean, I have my medical team. I fired more doctors than I've forgotten. Uh, but I do have my medical team, but he was the one where I was like, here's an eating plan. This is from someone who had stage three colon cancer had surgery, but no radiation and no chemo. And 17 years later, he's cancer free. Yeah. I like what he said, because that was like in the early days before there was a lot of, you know, really information. And he said, this is the best time to have cancer. So, I mean, if you're going to take a positive approach to it, it's like, yeah, there's, it's a lot of information. So you can research. Yay for the best time to have cancer. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's there's so much information out there, but unfortunately, it is still the standard of scare. When you get a diagnosis like this, um, they put you on this rapid fire train. Um, you need to do this and this and this, and you need to do it right now. I I mean, every single doctor tried to scare me. And they succeeded until I realized, wait a minute, I am the conductor on this train. I am not a passenger. This is my life, my train, and we're going to pull over for a moment and we're going to figure out what's going to work for me. And I remember talking to a doctor who's in Thailand, Dr. Lodi, who I love, I had booked a session with him and he was saying how much courage and faith and belief that it takes to stand up against the standard of care. And it's so true because I had a surgeon tell me what you have is completely curable. If you don't do it our way, I'll see you back here in a year and we won't be able to save you. And then I had an oncologist telling me the same thing. Instead of being supportive of, you know, yeah. Yeah, I might lose this patient and the money that this patient will give me. (laughs) Oh, well, at the time, what I didn't know is oncologists on average, they make 30% of their net profit on the markup of the chemo drugs. Yeah, mind blown. It's It's the only doctors that are able to buy the prescription medicine directly and mark it up. I'm like, that's just crazy. If that is not a complete conflict of interest. Yeah. I think it goes against the hypocritical oath that they take. Yeah. Because they'll give the exact same dose to every single patient, you know, the same number of doses and all that, because that's what it says on the little chart. And it's, it's not individualized. And when I, yeah. How do you, how do you, um, your husband was supportive. I I see that in the Facebook group is, you know, they, they've made their decision, but they get a lot of like negative from how do you shut off, even if you're positive and you're like, and, and you'll get to the positive mindset piece. I know, but like, how do you like, and some people succumb to the pressure of their spouse or their family, like telling them they're crazy for trying something that they feel intuitively is right for them. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's my body, my life. I mean, <laughs> bottom line, like I am in charge of this and I mistreated her for decades. And uh, there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> it's Christy Miller. She's here. She's in her body and she is making the calls. Now, what's really interesting though, is you said, yes, my husband is supportive. When he had cancer six years ago, I was totally anti-chemo. Because we were watching his identical twin brother um, essentially die from the chemo for his cancer. They both brothers had cancer at the same time. And Mikey was was dying unless there was a miracle. And his doctors finally said, we have to stop the chemo or it's going to kill him. Well, it was already killing him. And then my husband gets diagnosed with cancer And so I was very anti-chemo. So what I did is I did all the research and I presented it to Mark. And I said, I am here to support you. If you choose chemo, I will support you. If you choose no chemo, I will support you. And he chose chemo. And that's 100% okay. It's his body, his life. 
And so when I decided to choose chemo because didn't really know there was not that there was another choice for what I have as the most aggressive breast cancer. Well, plus you had an example of him, right? He's okay. Yeah. He, well, he used it. Well, he oh. did. He, he had two rounds of chemo for testicular cancer. And apparently that's still one of the cancers that even the people that are anti-chemo will say that's still okay to do. So it was, it was interesting at the time. I was very uncomfortable with his decision and I supported him a thousand percent. Once he made that decision, it was essentially none of my business other than be the supportive wife. And so I did. And he basically said the peace of mind, we, we used to call it the bug spray, the peace of mind of him getting two chemo infusions, um, was worth everything to him. I'm not going to argue with that. Like that, that's his choice. So when I started going down the chemo route, he was very supportive. Um, he went to this wig store by his office to check it out. It's like this really, it, it's a wig store that's high end that happens to be in Signal Hill, which is next to Long Beach um, and New York. It's the weirdest thing, but I was like, oh, this is a sign. It's a mile from his office, the whole bit. He went, he talked to the ladies there. He made me an appointment, you know, cause I was all in, I'm on the chemo train. And then when I told him about the dreams and that I didn't want to do it, he's like, okay, what are we going to do instead? And so I'm fortunate in that there wasn't a bunch of convincing. However, there were parts of treatment that was recommended that he did want me to do. And even to this day, I think if we asked him, he would say, yes, he would prefer that I did them. And it's mm -hmm. a whole bunch of, um, I think they call it immunotherapy. It's a whole bunch of hormone blockers and all this other stuff that uh, the side effect is it can really hurt your heart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I kind of want that thing to keep beating. So I'm, 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 I'm doing it my way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I also want to say that it's not an either or a lot of people that I see in the group do do some of the mixture of the, you know, medicine, the Western medicine and the natural path and diet and such. So, yeah. So it's again, you you kind of customize it. It's like buying a car. I want this option. and I want that option. And yeah. yeah. So what I yeah. think is important, though, because I see this a lot, not only in that group, but in other groups is to be making your choices from a place of love and a place of belief and really a place of deep knowing. Like it took me, I think two days or three days after my diagnosis to buy the URL cancer as a gift. So I went from the, oh, holy hell, I'm going to die mindset because I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Cancer is a scary AF diagnosis. And I sat with it for a couple of days. And then I'm like, okay, this is not empowering at all. This is not the way I'm going out and I'm not going out. So then I, I started dictating a book, Cancer is the Gift. Since then, I've decided that's not my journey. That's not my purpose. Uh, but I do have some really good chapters there that I'll use for a blog or something. Uh, you know what? But, it, it just I, I, I just had this thought. Isn't it sad that that URL was available? <laughs> like that means that before you, nobody thought cancer was a gift. Like nobody had that attitude or that approach or that mindset. Which I know I, it's hard, but I yeah. was shocked that the website was available. I'm like, what? But what's funny is in the intro to the book, which will not be published, I say something like. What made you pick up this book <laughs> with this title? If you believe cancer is a gift, then you're my people. Congratulations. And I hope to open your eyes and inspire you through this book. If you think I'm crazy, then I just invite you to have an open mind as I go through this journey. And I'll tell you by shifting that mindset, which is not easy, but by shifting my mindset, this has been a journey of empowerment, of deep joy, of deep gratitude. And I know that this is not going to take me out. Despite what all the doctors say, 
this is not Christy Miller's final chapter. This is going to be a blip on the radar. And you were mentioning earlier about visualization and creating this memory. One of the things that I did is I took a picture of Mark and I and used a horrible free app to make us look older because I am visualizing me in my 80s and him in his 90s and really visualizing us as the vibrant couple and everything. So I have the most horrible picture because the app is not good. The most horrible picture of us old and a, there's going to need to be some face work there, but <laughs> I'm, I'm already visualizing it every single day. I visualize my 90th birthday. And when you can really program your mind and then when the thing actually comes true, it's almost anticlimactic. And I did that, you know, I won a Porsche a couple of years ago, one of the three cars I've won in my life. And when I won the Porsche, it was kind of like, well, yeah, I knew I was going to win. Like, it wasn't a surprise. I, I saw it. I visualized it. I wrote, I'm the Porsche winner a hundred times a day. I took massive action. So why wouldn't God say, if there's somebody that can carry the like anthem of like natural ways to heal from cancer, let me give it to Christy Miller. Cause she'll do it. You know, that's what makes I think about when I, you tell me stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I, and here's the thing. I don't believe that I'm supposed to be the poster girl for natural cures for breast cancer. I believe that this is another chapter in my journey because I always say that I teach men and women how to win, regardless of the obstacles. I have been put on this planet to teach people that winning is possible in all areas of their life. And I don't know if we talked about this, but I've joked with so many people that you know, God, universe, Kermit the Frog, whatever you believe in, they're all sitting together and they're like, yeah, Christy Miller says she teaches people to win. Yeah, she's won three cars. Why don't we crank it up a notch and see what she does? And so it was my invitation to be open and authentic and lead by example and inspire and I think it's so easy for people to see my life. Like you even said before we got started that I've always been a positive person. And I was like, since you've known me, I have been. And I think this is really my opportunity to stand up and show people like you can have what you want in life too. I don't just get these things because I'm Christy Miller. I am human just like you. And let me see. There's a note here from one of my clients that says, Christy Miller, you have moved from being one of the most remarkable women I know to the most remarkable woman I know. Your authenticity and strength of spirit are second to none in my humble opinion. Mm. This is why I was given cancer. Mm. Wow. To yeah. inspire women and men, of course, to just step into their greatness to believe mm. in themselves, to yeah. adopt that childlike curiosity and figure out why are these things happening for me? Not to me, nothing happens to us. Everything in life happens for a reason. And we don't always understand the reason at the time. Yeah, I'm so glad that you had the opportunity to clarify that because uh, yes, it's such a bigger mission, such a bigger meaning. To, yeah. and, and that's just beautiful. Just beautiful. Yeah. And you, when the messages come, like I said, we don't always know what they are. So quick story, uh, May 14th, 1991, my mom lost her battle with cancer and I was rejected from UCLA law school. Same month, same day, same day. Wow. The day my mom died, I got the rejection from UCLA law school. May 17th, my mom was buried and I got the rejection from USC law school. I had a 3.5 GPA. I was top 1% of the nation in the entrance exam. And I had five years experience as a financial analyst. Everywhere on paper, I should have been into both of those schools. And I didn't get the reason at the time. And it was devastating. I was literally thinking, great. I lost my mom and I lost my dream all in the same week. 
Why did that happen for me? Because my dad desperately needed me. Mm. He needed my support. He was a mess and he needed me. And had I been in law school, I wouldn't have been there to support him. So I ended up getting into USC the following year. You know, I reapplied and and got in. But, you know, when we're going through things, we don't always know. But what I know for sure is the lesson will always be revealed at some point in time if we just remain curious. Yeah, yeah. I think, yes, remain curious because know that there's something ahead that hasn't revealed. But I think also have faith that something bigger than you knows better. Right. Yeah. 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 And again, it doesn't matter what you believe in. I mean, I will very oftentimes pray to God universe. I mean, I throw in fairy godmother, like uh, some people are going to consider this sacrilegious. I consider it calling all angels, you know, Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) until I actually get to the other side, I'm not going to have a hundred percent knowledge of what is true and what's not. So I'm just hedging my bets. I'm calling in everyone out there, the great pumpkin, even. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I have, I, it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's funny you bring this up because I'm so like, a, like that too. I think mm-hmm. it's a, what people believe is based on their experience, their personal experience. Uh, and I think that, and, and I know that the people have, who have been the meanest to me just that actually will take the time to send a nasty email are people who think I'm not religious mm-hmm. <laughs> when I am, I just don't talk about God. You know, yeah. it's like everybody has their own personal thing. And I think we just need to like accept whatever that is, uh, mm-hmm. but it's something more than you. It's not just you yeah. here. in this. It's, I don't think, I don't think it's a belief in a higher power of your own choosing. Again, it could be crystals. It, it doesn't matter. Um, but what I know for sure is there is definitely something out there way bigger than I am. Yeah. 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 So tell me, walk me through kind of your, you, you, I remember reading in your blog post, uh, that you had the walk on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it changed kind of like your, your, the direction. Um, and I positive mindset's one thing, but I think that's separate from faith, like this knowing so what, how do you differentiate that and how, how do you keep the faith? Yeah, it, it can be hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Um, during the beginning of my journey, I kept questioning myself, like, am I an idiot? And what I realized is every time I was asking that I was actually defaulting to what are people going to say? And it was, if I don't do chemo and radiation and I die, how many people are going to be there going, well, yeah, the dummy didn't do chemo and radiation. What does she expect? And so every time I kept doubting myself, I'm like, why am I making this all about them? These people that I don't even know, if it's true, I'll be dead. It doesn't matter what they're saying. Why am I worried about what other people would think or say, this is my journey. And so much of the knowing comes from being out in nature. So I am a workaholic by default. I got that gene from my adopted dad, who was a workaholic. And that's just my default. I'm very good at work and I really enjoy it, which means self-care can get pushed to the wayside Uh, because there's always something else more important. So back in February, I went on a private spiritual retreat to Sedona. I didn't even know what I was going there for. I didn't even know how woo-woo it was going to be. I just, a client of mine had done it. And I was like, oh, I want to go play. I want to see what this is. And quite frankly, I was scared to death. I'm like, I don't don't know. And I wasn't a hundred percent believer but I was a hundred percent open to the experience. And one of the things that I walked away with was a commitment to spend an hour in nature every single day without iPod, without a podcast in my ear, without music in my ear, without being on my phone and just an hour outside. 
And I'm telling you, that changed my life. Wow. If I hadn't had that experience before the diagnosis, I would be doing chemo without a doubt. You wouldn't even be talking to me right now because I'd be so sick. Um, what made you from that retreat come to that conclusion? Uh, my client who had done it, she came back and started spending, I think, two hours a day in nature. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I've got time for that. But I was like, let me just try it. And honestly, the first day that I did it, I had actually pledged. So I went to this retreat and then I went to my mastermind a day later. And at the end of the mastermind, we were all um, essentially pledging what we would do between then and the next time we meet in person. And most people are talking about, well, I'm going to launch this. I'm going to redo this. I'm going to do this. And I just stood up and turned around and looked at everyone because I knew I needed the accountability. And I said, I'm going to spend an hour in nature every day between now and July. So it was like February to July. And I'm going to start on Monday when I get home with six hours. There was a collective gasp in the room with that six hours, because these are all high achieving. Many are workaholics, many are recovered workaholics. And I said the six hours because I knew I'd been out of the office for 12 days. And if I went back into the office the day I got back, I'd work 18 hours. I'm like, we need to go cold turkey here. And I cried during those six hours. I was so mad that I committed to that. I thought it was a colossal waste of time. I felt like people were poking me in my eyes consistently. It was the most painful six hours ever, ever. The first two hours were okay. I was with Winnie, my black lab, exploring a park and a hike that we'd never been to. So that was good. But then the other four hours, I was just walking on the beach. And this sounds so stupid. Like, what? You couldn't enjoy a walk on the beach? I just kept thinking about all the things that I had to do. Yes. And listen, then, all you workaholics out there, take oh, note. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I remember sitting there on the beach, just going like this, kind of shuffling through the sand. And I just started crying because it was so hard. And then over a period of time, it started to becoming addictive. And um, now I look forward to it and it's my thing. And now I will take my phone with me and I will sometimes listen to music or I'll listen to a podcast, like a motivational mindset podcast. And um, it's still just so peaceful for me just to be out there and to know that I've protected this time for me. And there was one day when I was out on the beach shortly after my diagnosis, and I just felt so happy and so free. Like I felt drunk, actually drunk with life. And I was just so full of gratitude. And I was like, this was after I had, you know, gotten cancer as a gift uh, website. And I, I'm, I'm literally ecstatic just walking down the beach, not even believing that my feet are touching the sand. And then next thing you know, I am screaming F. <laughs> I stepped on a bee. Oh no. <laughs> my entire arch swelled up like somebody implanted an orange in it. And I'm not allergic to bees. And I was like, well, talk about being brought back to reality. I guess I'm still <laughs> Are you still grateful? My... Are you still grateful? <laughs> yeah. And I still have cancer. Well, I was grateful that I took my phone because I called my husband and said, I don't know if I'm going to want to walk the mile home. And notice what I said, if I'm going to want to walk, I didn't say, I don't know if I can walk, I can walk. Like, it's going to be painful. But I said, if you don't see me in 30 minutes, this is the part of the beach I'm on, come get me. Mm. So yeah, I was still in gratitude. But for me, that was kind of a lesson of, okay, there's going to be hard pieces ahead. You're going to make the wrong turn. You're going to stumble. You're going to doubt and everything will be okay. Mm. And so I was actually grateful that a little bee gave its life not in the moment. I was really pissed. I was like, come on, I'm having a moment here. Yeah. 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 You think about it. Yeah. That was the death sentence for the bee. So it was mm -hmm. kind of like, be grateful that you, you don't have to sting somebody 
and die, you can have, you have choices. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or he took the bullet for me or she. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I have, as we wrap up, one of the things that people might be curious about is because you're a health coach. And mm -hmm. of course I mentioned in the intro um, about your past episode, they can catch up on your background and uh, all that pre-cancer. Uh, but yeah, I would love to know what looking back now, because I talk, uh, you know, I have people on who had a lot of times a big pivot in their life because of a big health scare. And it's like they had a job they didn't like or they were had a lot of stress and they had this like wake up call. I had one person, she had two heart attacks. It's like, okay. finally, you know, she shifted into something else. So what do you the Christy now looking back at the Christy who is the workaholic who, and the Christy now who takes our hours in nature every day. What was, what was, what were you doing wrong? What would you have done differently knowing what you know now? Yeah. I think for me, sometimes I just need to learn lessons the hard way. And, you know, I kept saying I would slow down, but then there was another launch and there was a, this, and there was a, that, and I honestly think that I needed a boulder to be dropped on my head. Uh, and so that is part of this lesson is for me to listen more, to look for the signs. And what's really interesting is, yes, I was a health coach and now I am a business coach primarily for health coaches or any other coaches that are in the, the wellness space or coaches that just want to come into my world anyway. Like I, I coach dating coaches, money coaches, decluttering coaches, but my niche is health coaches. And what I have really learned from this journey is slow down. And so I'm able to tell that to my community and um, learn the lessons the easier way. Like I, I just needed a boulder. Yeah. I really did. I yeah. really did. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, but Hey, at least I learned the lesson. Yeah. And what's, what's interesting is I've gone on health journeys before I've lost weight before, and I've always been that stereotypical person where you hit your goal and then you slowly start sliding back into your old ways. And I never slid all the way back in, but you know, some unhealthy habits were coming back. What's interesting about this journey is I have such a deep sense of knowing and such a deep why that I have absolute non-negotiables. I will not eat processed sugar. I will not drink alcohol and I will not eat anything fried, period. Now I'm also 95% raw vegan diet. However, when I went on vacation in December, I couldn't get all the foods in Cabo that would suit the way I eat. So I was, I, you know, released the reins a little bit or loosened the reins or took my foot off the brake, but I still stuck to those three non-negotiables because I know how bad those three things are for me in my healing journey. And it's, it's really interesting because there's a saying a hundred percent is easy. 99% is hard. And it's so true. It's so true. And I've always been a believer in planned indulgences and not being perfect. And I still believe that. However, I also believe that in certain parts of our life, we do need non-negotiables and they're non-negotiable. <laughs> and yeah. that makes it so easy because yeah. I have an identity that is, I do not eat sugar. I do not eat fried foods. I do not drink alcohol. I've done all of those in excess in my life. And I believe that's what invited in the breast guest among other things. So yeah, and for me, it's just, it's, it's actually easy because it is a non-negotiable. There's no wiggle room. There's no, oh, just this once. No. Yeah. There's no dialogue in your head. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's no decisions that have to be made because there's no, there's no questions. Right. right. And so, yeah. Because I, of the I, identity. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's, it's stepping into an identity. And 
when I got the website, Christy crushed cancer, I got that early on. Guess what I was doing? I was stepping into the identity that I already won this game. I'm not wondering, I'm not fretting. I'm not, I'm not sitting here like in this deep emotional state where so many people let themselves go. I'm like, no, I'm already a winner. Christy crushed cancer. And I was saying that from before I even had surgery. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's so important to adopt the identity of the person that you want to be, start acting like that person, and that will get you what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Last words of advice for workaholics, because I tend to fall into that trap for two reasons, because I've always believed that you have to work hard for success, which I know is a lie, but that's kind of ingrained, been ingrained in me. Um, and so I'm working on that. I think I've gotten so much better because I know, I know that's a belief now it's, it's, it, and I, I'm, and so I, I can catch myself. Uh, but I also love what I do. <laughs> so I want to do it. I don't even want to go to sleep at night because I want to do it. So what, you know, do you have any tips for what you do when you find yourself in that trap where you're maybe not getting enough sleep or yeah yeah um one question to really ask and this is a hard question what am i hiding from because workaholism it for many of us it's a place of comfort and a place of safety so by putting all of our hours into this one bucket what are we protecting ourselves from Is it from having hard conversations? Is it from dating? Is it from creating other relationships? Like, what is it? And again, that's a big one. Another one is, or what are you missing? I guess too. I mean, I like that's what I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah. Is go back and think about your childhood. What did you love doing? Um, So I take horseback riding lessons. Yeah. And um, me, oh my God, I just visited the, we have a horse farm and I've, it's, I've been thinking so much about wanting to be with horses again. Mm-hmm. I even had a horse whisper on, on the podcast and I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, and we're oh. watching Heartland right now, which is about a horse whisper. So oh, yeah. like, oh my God, so many yep. signs. And so, yeah, I've vo- offered to volunteer there, but yeah, horses for me, animals in general. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, Really looking at what did you love in the past that your adult persona has, you know, pushed to the side. Like I developed a new hobby with all my beach walks. I started collecting sea glass. I saw your stuff on Facebook. Oh my God. I'm like, you know what I thought? How does she have the time to do this? But see, you're making the time to do that. But like beautiful Christmas trees made of sea glass. They're the coolest thing ever. Um, and I am not a crafty person at all. Never have been, never thought I would be. And what I had all this sea glass. I'm like, what am I going to do with it? And now I'm actually in the process of making a, you know, the poop emoji. Uh-huh. I'm making a poop emoji out of brown sea glass. Because oh, I that's so, so funny. Because <laughs> it's the uh, most common. I have and a poop I'm- emoji pillow. So I'm into the poop. Stuff, I have a poop yeah. emoji hat that's up there. Yeah. Yeah. This just made me think. Did you ever see the the movie, the, the emoji movie with the, like I forget what it was called? I and and meh meh was the star, but the no. poop emoji was in it and the father. So I you know took my grandkids to it and it is a hoot because it's just the one of the funniest lines from the from the movie is the father and the the son or daughter poop emoji. They're like they're walking along, they're going you know, we're number two, we're number two <laughs> instead of we're number one. I mean, you got to get, you know, you got to like poop jokes for that, but that was just a little, adding a little flair to the episode here. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> to break workaholicism, um, really look at, you know, how is it protecting you? And then look at what are you missing and uh-huh. and give yourself the time and space to develop new hobbies and mm. to have fun and and make it a game. You know, my new challenge now is how little can I work? Yeah. Like talk about the flip side. 
of a workaholic, but how quickly can I get things done? What can I delegate? What can I dump? What can I just push off or delay? And it's obviously not delaying important things, but it's just such a fun way for me to work now and get myself out of this office. And that's the other problem. I love my office. Yeah. A great view of the bay. I can see snow on the mountaintops right now. Yeah. Um, but when my loved ones are downstairs, that's where I need to be. Yeah. Well, I have to say that having a business coach that has that perspective is so much more valuable. Mm-hmm. What a gift to the people that you work with now that you're yeah. not like this hustle and grind. And yeah. 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 I love sure. that. Uh-huh. It's Christy 2.0. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I could talk to you longer and uh, I hope that I see you later this year when we have that, th- there's an event at the end of the year in November. So um, I'll be there. I don't know. I know you've I'll got other events. I'll be there too. Well. Super yeah. excited to see you there. That's where yeah. we met. I'll never forget. I, know. I remember. Your enthusiasm. In, I remember yeah. in the bar, like right outside of the restaurant, I, I know the exact table where we were sitting when we were talking. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Christy Miller 2.0. You're welcome. Thanks for having me and letting me spread the word that winning is possible no matter what the obstacles are that you face. Wonderful. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at notyouraveragegrandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.